Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. and welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. I am your high host, Natalie, and this is the podcast where we get stoned and then we get social. With me again this week, I've got my favorite B. What's up, B? What up, what up, what everyone? Thanks for joining us, uh, Stonalites, again today. Oh, I'm super excited to be hanging out with everybody. I love when you invite me and let me come hang out with y'all and Get and annoy you in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I do in my free time. I annoy the people I like the most. So I think uh, that means we're friends now. So yes, B, you guys were doing um, some awesome stuff over the last couple of months. I've been watching you guys. Bees from Wavy Flower Company. Tell us about some of the the projects you guys have been involved in. You guys have been winning awards. Like yeah, we have been winning awards. Uh-huh, oh my uh-huh. gosh! So we just recently won um, best genetics in Oklahoma uh, through Herbage Magazine's Audience Choice. So that meant Ooh. people had to nominate us, and then people mm-hmm. had to vote for us. Um, so it wasn't just me fixing the situation people actually <laughs> like me and, and nominated yeah. me and voted for me so that's really cool and uh the main farm that we work with hypnotic farms mm-hmm. um they won an award they won three awards they won you know best commercially grown uh flower mm-hmm. in oklahoma but for the hybrid they won oregon wine our flagship <gasps> oh so that's super exciting people had to nominate and vote for him too and and he won across the board and there are like huge farms here he's like a small Mm -hmm. craft boutique type farm and and Mm -hmm. you know when you're a good grower people recognize it and yeah when you go when you grow the best strains like oregon Mm -hmm. wine people Mm -hmm. recognize that too so that's exciting oh we're so happy for you we love seeing all your successes like we just want to be here so we can be like "Mm, we knew them before they were (laughs) Um, because we we love your vibe. We love everything you do. You're blowing up in Oklahoma. You're winning awards. Like last time you were on, you didn't have awards. Like, could you decorate it now? I know, right? Very exciting. Mm. They gave me a necklace to wear and everything. Oh, shit. Look at you. (laughs) Well, this week, what I am stoned on is actually through our sponsors. We're working with 3Chi this year, this season. 3Chi is one of, actually, they were the first federally legal THC dominant product since cannabis. And they have a leading range of things that include Delta 8, CBN. They're the main distributor of all of this in the U.S. um, And we love their products. You can head over to our Instagram, find out more about them. But today I am smoking their Blue Dream vape. And it's it does have a little hint of something in the back of it. I, I haven't figured out what it was. You know, when I was smoking it while we were getting ready, I said, ooh, that's that's a taste. That's a taste. I don't know. I don't know what that <laughs> taste is yet, but I do I mean I've gone back to it, so I must like it. What about you? What do you what are you smoking today? Are you oh, thinking? I got drank in my cup. They have this soda here in Oklahoma. I don't know if it's actually everywhere yet. It might be. It's called Keith Soda. Oh yeah. I've seen yeah. it. Is it good? 
and I got purple passion and it's a little <laughs> like when you get purple drink, you know, like a high C mm-hmm. type taste, but, but purple mm-hmm. grape grapes. I keep saying purple grapes. Same thing. <laughs> we, we all know that, that grape flavoring is just purple 40. Like, <laughs> so that's what it's flavored purple 40. And so far it's making me feel pretty good. That's sweet. That's really what we want throughout anything at all. Mm. So that's good. That's good. Well, today we are going to be talking about famous potheads. We're going to be talking about stoners who have been around for a while because marijuana has a long history that predates the modern day stoners like us that we've grown accustomed to. And we all know about ganja from India, we know about weed from Jamaica. We've we've memorized the countries and the states of legalized recreational medical, and you've probably forgotten them because you're a stoner. But <laughs> I know like five. I'm always like, yeah, there's 23, and then I have to like really like I'm trying to come up with a song to remember them all. Um, but there are a lot of significant historical figures and cultures who've actually made really important contributions to the development of common cannabis usage and also just had some really amazing ideas. And I think you're going to be surprised that some of these people smoked that wacky tobacco. I was so, surprised by it. I'm not even a history were? person. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Was, was there people before 1910? I don't know. So yeah, this was like interesting to learn. <laughs> So yeah, let's talk about some instrumental pot smokers in history. I'm going to start with the OG bard, Mr. Willie Shakespeare. We all know him. He was that 16th century English playwright. He's widely considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest dramatist of all times. We know know Romeo and Juliet, King Lear, Hamlet. These, These plays are still performed adapted and swooned over today like that's some staying power <laughs> i want something i want to leave a legacy like that i want people to I be know, like right? in like 30 31 being like dad y'all remember stone and social they were a while right you remember that, that bee <laughs> she used to make seeds and that yes. <laughs> yes 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 um i just i know that i was reading that researchers had discovered traces of cannabis on clay pipes that were found in shakespeare's home and while they can't be like certain that those pipes belong to shakespeare himself they were in his house and i mean yeah who, who else mm-hmm. do they belong to if they were mm-hmm. on his land and stuff yeah mm-hmm. i mean it had to be yeah, and I know that he also had wrote about a noted weed in one of his sonnets. So I'm just going to venture to guess that he was talking about that good old stanky wank. That's what I'm going to think he was talking about. Because, look, he wrote A Midnight Summer's Dream, Othello, Macbeth, so like so many more. And if smoking a bit of grass helped inspire Mr. Willie Shakespeare to create these masterpieces, then, I mean, more power to him. I'm pretty sure that cannabis was like normally grown and and cultivated among like the the royalties during that time too. Mm-hmm. And like, I I'm know pretty they were... sure I read somewhere there was one of the queens. Oh yeah, who used cannabis? I know it yeah. was also used a lot for you know medicinal purposes, and like they didn't. I don't think they even realized they were getting fucked up. They were just like that pain. And my teeth is gone. It's gone. 
<laughs> they're just it's just gone because i i know that in the 17th century english travelers merchants and physicians those were the ones who kind of introduced cannabis and they used to call it bang b-h-a-n-g i believe oh that's the slang of like the olden days i love it. i'm gonna start mm-hmm, calling it that mm-hmm. forget zaza i'm calling it bong <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how it was just the whole the whole thing behind it was like it's an intoxicating edible and like uh yeah it was just I love that it was just out on the streets in London like you could just walk around be like let hook me up with one of them bang brownies (laughs) and be like boom we got you because it's medicine (laughs) it's medicine there's there's some other people who were who were famous potheads um and groups of people who do you who do you know uh the. The Greeks, oh, the ancient Greeks were also mm-hmm. smokers, which is amazing. Um, they, you know, provided a foundation for Western civilization. Oh, yeah. uh, it lasted from 700 to 480 BC. This is back in the day, uh, during which time they invented democracy. They developed philosophy, uh, role that plays. Seems like a lot. I mean, they were they they're the OGs of everything and 400 bc you're you're in 400 bc being like hmm how do we create democracy i wonder what that looked like like how many people were around back then i know that's what i'm saying like i can't even fathom a world before my grandparents like (laughs) (laughs) i love that you're like yeah before that i don't know humans were real i don't I don't know. Okay, so uh, it doesn't look like there was many people in 400 BC. This can't be right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In the millions, there was 160 million people. Okay, okay, that's substantial. Yeah, that's like how many people there are in like the United States. Yeah, or is there more than that? Mm, I don't know. See, I'm bad at math too. Oh yeah, we're we're way we're way way more. I think the whole population of the USA as of today is 329 million. Oh, okay, so like half of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um but yeah, I just I I can't really fathom trying to come up with a fucking legal system back then. It must have been easier cuz you had less people to argue with. <laughs> like, you know, That's like true. this is how it's going to be, man. True. Yeah, fight me. Oh, you can't cuz there's only <laughs> 6 of you. Um, <laughs> like that's nuts okay what what else about the greeks what were they doing with that sticky icky it says that research suggests that it was not commonly used um as pharmacopoeia recreationally but um mm-hmm. greek writers have talked about its medicinal use including how it used to stop nosebleeds reduce what? ear inflammation and rid oneself of tapeworms. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at the Greeks. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Let me bring it back in. Look, the Greeks were doing what they could. They were out here with work. Look, they're also trying. Wait, they're all. They're also trying to create a democracy when they're fighting tapeworms. How often? Like, I wonder if that's like you know when you like go visit your grandma and she's like, my mm-hmm. left toe's been hurting got- for three weeks. Yeah. Like instead, it's like grandma saying, "Now that tapeworm man have been fighting that tapeworm." Yeah. yeah, and are these the kind of tapeworms that just take over? Where if you don't solve them, they just like <laughs> eat through you, and you're like, "Well, that tapeworm ate all grandma's good nutrients." Um, <laughs> this is not supposed to be laughed about. Be jeez, oh please. 
they're dead now it's the greeks they did what they could they were, we're gonna get laughed at don't worry they're gonna look back at us and be like look at them they were yelling into this box about the weather <laughs> <laughs> alexa they were, they were just yelling this woman's name um how, how it, did they stuff the weed in their nose do we, I, do we to know? stop the nosebleeds i know yeah. right like how could that um, help in any way I'm with nosebleeds i don't i feel like uh, i feel man i my history man i hope if anything ever happens to me someone comes gets my history i know um, right <laughs> okay yeah the dried leaves were used against nosebleeds yep look at that and the seeds were used against the tapeworms the seeds mm-hmm. oh this mm-hmm. is interesting mm-hmm yep Yep. So they would put dried leaves of cannabis to treat nosebleeds. They're also on actual wounds on humans and horses. And oh yeah, yeah. So to mm-hmm. act like is uh, like when you get salve or something or mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. lotion that's infused. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man, they were yeah. smart. Yeah, they were. I like that they did these sort of things. They didn't really know what they were doing, but they knew it worked. They were like, yeah. "It's working." We don't understand why it's working, but we know this plant works. I think that's pretty cool. They um, they kind of really like paved the way, I guess, for us. They, they sure lying. did. Like I was rubbing CBD on my like on my butt cheek the other day. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but I'm I'm making a mental note to do it this week. <laughs> I just, all over my butt. I had I had like a pain in my hip butt area and i do have the salve and i was let me just slap it on there little did i know ancient greeks thanks shout out they've been doing it (laughs) i learned it by watching you (laughs) (laughs) you know who else them egyptians they loved some weed because the i people know how much i love the egyptians on this podcast like guys i love the egyptians because they were just heta fucking mystic i love yeah. how they were like yeah we're gonna do some weird freaky stuff but that's kind of our thing and we're gonna mm-hmm. build pyramids. we'll do whatever we want so before there was the united states a british empire even a roman one there was the pharaohs of ancient Egypt and these rulers presided over a great civilization on the banks of as we all know the Nile River so in the first rising to power in 31 BC they confirmed Egyptologists have confirmed that ancient Egyptians used marijuana in a bunch of different ways they used it for religious purposes they used it to treat the ailments they used in everyday life they even used it like textiles there's been tons of traces of cannabis that have been found in the remains of numerous mummies that they've uncovered um and i think even one of the oldest medical texts from the egyptians mentions like a variety of cannabis uses for like glaucoma and hemorrhoids and depression like they were using they were using the hell out of cannabis they're really smart to even know to even i i just like i can't wrap my head around this it's so weird like people were studying this stuff way before mm-hmm. i didn't know human beings were human beings <laughs> well i also just how many other plants had they tried to do this with and right oh, no, that, that one doesn't work that one doesn't work but this one this one works that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. and man like, like i don't like how'd they know to smoke it like this I kind of stuff know. scares me. Like, like, how did they know the food was food? Mm-hmm. How did they a know people, weed was weed? 
they didn't there's that's why a lot of the times like they would they would die they would try a mushroom or try something and be like nope that's deadly and they know in the village like all right that guy ate that. And then, Steve ate the wrong mushroom. Don't go near those. We should not eat that one. He actually still has half of it in his hand, so we won't forget what it looks like. Oh my we should God. not eat that. But <laughs> with the Egyptians and stuff, they they were just committed to building that civilization, kind of like the, the Greeks were. And I think, you know, these days, most people don't fully understand how ancient Egyptians accomplished building these massive stone pyramids right. that are still here today. Yeah. But... I'm just saying, if the ancient Egyptian pharaohs felt that using Mary Jane was a good idea, then I'm inclined to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that B is just, like, completely just, like, her brain is blown. <laughs> you can process this stuff, man. Well, I also had read in doing this that you mentioned, because I kind of had a question, too, like, how the fuck did they even find this out? And so one of the things said, not specifically for the Egyptians, but just in general, that when they would bring plants and stuff to burn and build things with, sometimes they would burn cannabis and then realize that like, okay, something about this, this plant or these leaves here is making us feel a certain way. And that's right. why they start using it for medicine. And so they would seek out the leaves that match that, but they weren't like always good at that. And so sometimes they would get things that just weren't that at all but a lot of times they stumbled upon it by accident um kept getting it again to see if it had the same results so like little scientists out there for real Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i know the um uh diodorus uh like a, a sicilian greek historian also mentioned that egyptian women used cannabis as like a kind of medication to relieve sorrow and bad humor and insomnia and bad humor and to kill pain so it's literally how women are using cannabis today <laughs> we're sad we want cannabis you're not funny but we want it to be funny cannabis we can't sleep cannabis we want to look cute cannabis and also maybe we got a pain in our butt <laughs> oh it's fantastic but, yeah i mean that's that's freaking crazy um there's someone who actually is like a super nerdy person who used to use cannabis do you remember who that was dna daddy francis crick uh, he was one of the two scientists uh the other one was james watson and they earned a nobel peace prize in 1962 for discovering the double helix structure of dna and okay. you know that is the modern groundwork uh for genetics and uh though that scientist never admitted openly mm-hmm. that he was using marijuana uh the person who did crick's biography wrote that he experimented with both marijuana and lsd oh, that's so cool. you know i mean th- this shows that even when you're a scientist you're you're not just some loser that's using weed and lsd no. trying to explore uh, yeah. a higher ground or or you know scientists are using this stuff because they need it yeah and they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and also i like this one because this is this is the dna daddy like this is the dude who just created fucking like he's the one who was like look i found out some stuff okay and i need to do this and i had read a story that said something like when he was working on this um 
he actually went to like he he ran to his wife and he told her like look i have this idea and this this thing and she was like what are you talking about and he was like i need you to draw this i need you to draw this and so his wife actually drew the very first images of what he thought dna looked like she just like hand drew it based on what he was telling her and especially for you you're using fucking dna genetics yeah. like <laughs> So this is my homie, for real. This is your homie. You need to make a strain call, fucking Crick Crank. You know what? I do. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That was a great mm-hmm. name. Yep. Yep. You need to make something for Crick because without it, like, we would not understand any fucking genetics. Which exactly. We for food. We use for plants. We use for animals. Like, oh my God. Like, that is, that I've, I've blown my own mind now. I've blown my own mind. Um, did not mean to. It's also, it's, the thing I like most about Crick is he is one of the most important scientists in modern history. And right. if we want to like, if we want to just give like homage to ourselves, well, yeah, he, he may owe some of his genius to his substance use. It's been well documented that he supported the use of sensible drugs like weed and he also, I think he signed some shit in the 60s, which called for laws against marijuana. Um, they called them like immoral in principle and unworkable in practice. And so he placed this ad with a group of people for the Society of Mental Awareness. It was just a cannabis reform group that comprised several psychedelic luminaries and supporters. And he was on that list. And I love that he helped do that because in that he finessed their formula for THC tincture, which is still under legal prescription as of today yeah like this dude was this dude was cool <laughs> i love i love you trying to figure this out b you're like who was this guy he, do you feel like you've just met like an ancestor is that what's happening that's what i'm saying right it's like i just met a long lost cousin like man i'm Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I need to know more about this man. I need to make it my mission. Who does who does the the genetic stuff for you guys? Like how do you do can you like explain it to us like we're five kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So the genetics were bred way before I was mm-hmm. even a human and you know, we take those genetics and we start breeding it with other things in order to to make the genetics more stable or to make them produce different terpenes, scents, smells. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so I have to count on the people from before my time to have made all these different amazing strains for me to be able to work with. And I don't even think people would know about genetics or or, or how to even begin to – look at me. My brain doesn't even work. <laughs> they wouldn't know anything about genetics if it wasn't for Crick who no. who established all this in the first place. And you – so when you're like i'm i'm so bad at this stuff when we had to do this in like our science class i was the worst at this i was just terrible give me space over actual science stuff when you're doing your genetics because you're talking i know you guys cross strains can you explain a little bit what like crossing strains is like what like what does that entail um so crossing a strain would be finding a viable male and a viable Mm -hmm. female of mm-hmm. two different cultivars that are already um, tested that we made mm-hmm. sure uh, was healthy, was going to be a high producing yield um, that had 
specific node spacing. Um, and then we would take those two amazing strong cultivars mm-hmm. and we would put the female into flower and then mm-hmm. the male into flower. And he would release all of his pollen onto our female. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, precisely two to four months, depending on if it's indica or sativa, you have seeds. And then you have to start the process of growing those seeds Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're going to be an amazing cross. Because, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. And then, and then canna babies are born. So when you wow i didn't i assumed that when you cross them the first time that that was it i didn't realize you take the seeds from that and then you have to grow those seeds and then you test that plant once it's once it's ready or mature for you to test correct yeah 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 you got to do a essentially what's called a fennel hunt where you mm-hmm. pop anywhere from 10 to 100 of the seeds you got to make sure that they're going to actually grow that they're going to produce good yields that they're mm-hmm. going to have the taste or the scent that you're not missing all the important parts of having a good cannabis cultivar. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you guys were just growing a sativa. Is that longer than growing an indica? Does that take longer? It does. It takes anywhere between 30 to 90 days longer than an indica. And that's why you see most commercial farms growing indicas or indica hybrids um, because they can grow the plant in 60, 70 days. Um, as opposed to sativas that take up to 120 days on good mm-hmm. ones like green crack. So, I mean, you're, that's why you don't see many sativas when you go to dispensaries. We actually have the opposite problem here in Washington, D.C. We have a lot of we have a lot of sativa and no indicas. That is so interesting. And so that's why whenever I can find an indica, I try to get it because i never i never see them we have we have an abundance of sativas but hardly anyone has any indicas i have never heard that before i would love to find out yeah i don't know if (laughs) i was was thinking i don't know if it's like what we're growing here i don't know if it's just a couple of different people growing but yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's interesting that you say that because yeah i i actively have to like look for indicas because otherwise it's going to be a hybrid or it's going to be a sativa and that's that mm-hmm. interesting yeah we'll have to talk about that i never and- hear that <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah i was i was gonna say i wonder if it's a us thing or just the the places i've been going but for the last few years definitely been noticeable that i haven't seen many indicas maybe they're and- having a hard time finding good indica strains right now yeah, and I know some of our I know some of the people who were quote unquote big growers in this area have taken their talents elsewhere and so that could also mm-hmm. that could also be it. How many how many seeds or like how many testings do you give something before you're like okay, this is good and we're going to this cross strain is going to you know, be good for people. I mean, if you're going to make this an actual like where you want to take scientific evidence and you want to make sure you're growing Mm -hmm. something good it takes a really long time Mm -hmm. so for Oregon wine we grew that consistently for two years to make sure that it was a winner Um, so these new lines that we have been making you know we haven't been running as many trials as we have in the past so Mm -hmm. we'll grow it consistently over 
you know, six months to one big run and make sure that we've got something good on our hands. Um, but you really do need to keep testing it over and over again, over mm-hmm. multiple years to make sure you have something that's going to last the tale of time. So you're not ending up with these flimsy genetics, like what's yeah. been flying around lately. Um, we, we don't want to get caught up in that. I mean, it doesn't sound like you are. You guys are actually, you guys are blowing it out of the water and that it obviously shows that you are consistently testing your things. And especially with the organ wine, I know that was like your baby getting out there. And that one seems to be doing the absolute best. It is. It is. And we're really proud of everything that has come out of cannabis. Who can say that? I mean, that's just (laughs) nutty to say that. I know, I know. That's just that's just crazy to say it. Even, you know, one of the other people I was going to mention um, who was someone famous in history who used weed was the president of the United States in the early 60s, Mr. JFK. Um, yeah. You know, weed wasn't really legal then. And he, to this day, I think, I don't quote me nerds, but he may still have been the president that had the highest approval rating of any American president after world war ii oh yeah i'm pretty sure um and so there's been several written accounts of his life that claim he used marijuana to cope with severe back pain and used it recreationally he ain't the only president oh stop i know like (laughs) he's just such a good guy that he could get away with saying it and everyone's like okay that's cool i know right no one would give him a hard time out of also it was it was the 60s like what did they like how were you how were you making it in the 60s and not doing weed i know right like everybody was like at least that's how it's portrayed i don't (laughs) i don't know according to b there might not have been people alive back then Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like my parents were my parents were potheads all their friends were potheads um i I just like that the counterculture and everything started to surge during that time. And I think it got in through college. Um, and then it just sort of took it from there. As as far as I, as far as I know from the history of it, that it kind of just like proliferated on like college campuses. And then um, they were using it. There was a bunch of psychological, um, you know, philosophical things happening in the world. We were at war. I think people were just like, people were getting back to nature. Like, yeah. You know. And maybe that's what we're doing now. Maybe, maybe we're just like, yeah, we just need, we need this weed, make it legalized. <laughs> yeah, we need to come full circle and go back to the '60s. Yeah, that would be. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm definitely okay with that. Um, the biography about JFK actually, there's a little story about him allegedly smoking like three joints with someone who was his mistress and who wasn't Monroe. Man, um, he got around. Her name was Mary Meyer, which is interesting. Um, Marilyn Monroe, Mary Meyer. But <laughs> he had a thing for M's. After the third joint, he allegedly say, like, suppose the Russians did something now. Um, and I'm like, dude, yeah, like, think about a president <laughs> just being like, I'm baked. Who should we bother? What should we do? <laughs> Like I would do the stupidest shit if I was president and stoned. I would move. I would move the satellites just to fuck with shit. Like, I'd be like how do we change the time clocks everywhere? Like, do it. 
And I know there's been like there's been other presidents and presidential candidates that have admitted they smoked pot, but they all were like, oh, I did it when I was young. And uh, JFK was just like, nope, White House. <laughs> I did it. And and what? Like, what are you going to do? That's amazing. I think it's different now because we have so many, you know, the TikTokers and all of this. We've got so many famous people who are not shy about using cannabis right yeah it's taken on an element of coolness yeah we were into it before it was cool though so <laughs> jfk was <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's actually no I, actually guys i was who are some famous people that you know or have heard smoke cannabis who you're like yep i like them they're cool and that makes them cooler well how historic do they have to be because you nah. know how i am about history nah like no, uh you know, one of our favorites here is uh, Woody Harrelson. He's a big time smoker. We just named one of our strains after him, Weedy Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that he is a stoner. I remember seeing that somewhere before that he was a that he was a stoner. Yeah, I like I like that. I also um, I'm trying to think. So many people I know who smoke weed. Um, <sighs> really are you really like drawing a blank right now like well i know like so many people i'm trying to think who's who's cool enough for me to say and i was like oh yeah morgan freeman smoked um (laughs) he said never give up on the ganja i remember and he's he's also called it like god's own weed uh morgan freeman oh morgan freeman yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh trying to think Oh, talking about crazy writing writing people, we know that Hunter S. Thompson. Was. I mean, that's not the only thing he did. I mean. No, 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 no. I just love that he was just like all the drugs all the time. Boom. And he said that he's always loved cannabis. He said that it was like, it was like a great source of joy and comfort to him for many years. And that he thinks of can he said he thought of cannabis like a staple of life, along with beer and ice and grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he put it out there. He's like, yeah, yep, yep. I remember that. Um, Rihanna. Oh yeah, Um, yeah, right. She's like one of our big time. Yeah, Rihanna. She's just out there getting. The thing is, I like to think that Rihanna just smokes so much weed it makes her not give a fuck, and that's why she keeps smoking. She's like the only way. Like, just fuck these people, and she's just like, yeah. Like, I love to think that she's just on like a constant sort of high. And look at the creativity it gives her. She's an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. She is a lingerie designer. She mm-hmm. is Makeup. A, a mogul. Um, she is someone for women to look up to just in general mm-hmm. for feminist ideas for mm-hmm. to be to become their own workers and, and entrepreneurs. And I mean, and she smokes weed. So I mean, she's pretty amazing in my book. I agree. I agree. I know that um America's little good girl Jennifer Aniston also smokes. No, that can't uh-huh. be true, friends. Yep. Yeah, she said I enjoyed it every once in a while, but she she said she said like there's nothing wrong with it, you know, in moderation, but she said I wouldn't call myself a pothead. That is interesting. I would have never imagined she would be one to use. So, well, Brad Pitt also uses. So, well, yeah, but he's wackadoodle. <laughs> I mean, he's I love Brad he's Pitt. He's brave enough to date Angelina Jolie who looks scary mm-hmm. to me just all alone. So, you have to smoke <laughs> weed to be like I got to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> She's intense, right? 
she's very intense um i love we've talked about it before on the pot on the podcast because we just again we're stoners and we have funny stories that we like repeating but i love the story and the time that her and like billy bob like shared each other's blood vial like i just love that that's how intense like like what kind of weed were you smoking guys like what (laughs) i i hope they were but yeah i'm like no they probably weren't like they just she just seems super she's like the kind of girl that you're just hanging out minding your business hopping around hot topic and she like comes up to you and she's like do you want to know how to do a spell right. and she like <laughs> takes you out to the graveyard in high school and you're like well i guess we're doing this um angelina jolie is such a i i always think of her as like the bad influence girl which yeah. which i think is what she's going for i think that's her vibe i think that's her vibe i know we we're talking about modern people but did you know good old george washington the man uh, with the wooden teeth <laughs> that's what I, that's why i said that's why i said we don't make the pain in your teeth go away um he he had his own hemp farm and he was known for separating out the most potent seeds to grow plants with higher concentrations of thc because that's one of the things like around here there's so much fucking history about george washington and crap and <laughs> the founding fathers and so i learned that yeah he had a fucking hemp farm like he was growing it up in mount vernon huh Yep, yep. Next to his apple trees. Am I thinking the right stuff? Am I getting my history right? The apple tree is actually a fake story. They just oh, used it to make him seem more likable, I think. So um, it wasn't apples, it was weed. That's great. <laughs> it was weed trees. <laughs> hey, man. How about we change that? How about we change that weed to apple? Yeah. <laughs> fixed it <laughs> and abe lincoln also he said two of his favorite things were sitting on his front porch smoking a pipe of sweet hemp and playing his harmonica it was in a letter that he wrote i love that that he played harmonica i feel like he was such a like uh i don't know like like the guy that that's always like living on your road that always sits on their porch and they, they always got like a 40 and they're yeah, like, what's and you drive by. Him. Yeah, he waves still, to you. Yeah. He's mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. some sort of like old school music. Like that's what I think of when I think of Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, the the harmonica company that he that he referenced in the in the letter that he was writing, it's actually they have it now because he wrote it to them he wrote to the head of of horner harmonica company in germany and he was like yep i love your fucking harmonica this much and so they have that letter um like the letter you're referencing where you're saying he says i sit on my porch i smoke uh my hemp and i oh that whole letter was to the harmonica people Yep, yep. I like to think he was stoned. He was just stoned out here with a fucking. Because was he writing? Was that we're Quill Pin Time? Right? We're still. I don't know. Is that (laughs) what's a Quill Pin? I think this is still Quill Pin Time. So I think Abe Lincoln is fucking sitting on his porch writing a stoned ass letter that he has to like keep dipping in this ink well. And like doing his mad calligraphy because that's pretty much anything anyone wrote in back then. I like that he got stoned and wrote this letter. This is the this is the equivalent of modern day like drunk texting and like. Oh, it ideas. is! Oh yeah. my gosh, I never thought of it that way. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, I gotta tell you guys how amazing this harmonica. They're like, yeah, we made it. We know that it. That's kind of our 
thing, Abe. He's like, no, no, but when you have it with weed, it's better. <laughs> and I also like that they try to get around it back then, like hemp. We call it hemp. Like, hemp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it will be hemp, but like you smoking it. So mm. I have you a friend in florida that has a huge crush on abe lincoln so i can't wait to tell her this little bit it's really weird like i always have to send her photos of abe lincoln statues when i see them she's got this unhealthy relationship with abraham lincoln yep um let's go down this alley this sounds fun um okay Woo. let's back up let's back up she, you said she, <laughs> you said she's really into Abe Lincoln. You say it like she like she sees him sometimes on Instagram. She's like, oh, whenever I see him, I'm so into. Like, what is? Yeah, what is yeah. She into the way I learned about this is I used to work with her when I was a social worker a million years ago, and she was a paralegal, and she had this mm-hmm. photo of Abe Lincoln on her <laughs> desk, and I was like, what's the deal with Abe Lincoln? And she's like, it's my oh, dream man. What? <laughs> this was her dream man she was looking for a man like abe in like stature or character like what are we i really think it had a lot to do with the beard i think (laughs) the the mutton chops or whatever it is called that he had it was like a thing to her it's the stovepipe the stovepipe hat she's like it really fucking when i see those so like does she also like know stuff about abe lincoln as well does she know about him yeah yeah she's like his number one fan like she's running a fan club she's the only one it's just a fan club of one she's like this is how i know i'm a real fan um it's like, it's like 2022 like abe lincoln was so she knows he's dead right <laughs> i don't think it matters it's all about the beard it's the perfect man like i just i i don't even know if i would admit that but i love that she's embraced it that she's just like yep that's me i'm into old dead presidents with beards um so yeah you can you can absolutely <laughs> share this with her she maybe i guess if she's like i've never come across an abe lincoln aficionado so she's gonna love to put this in her newsletter i'm sure for her fan club (laughs) it's gonna be great i just i like the idea of of everyone just kind of being like yep abe lincoln's the president we know about him and just your friend being like but wasn't he hot yeah wasn't he hot guys is anyone else no just 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 me but he was though right okay All so right. much well, more than a president <laughs> oh gosh i yeah i i, I learn something new every day i learn something new every day <laughs> And <laughs> I do, I do like that it doesn't seem to matter. Like, it really doesn't seem to matter that these people were famous or whatever. I think what we're learning, you know, by talking about this is that anyone can use 
weed you know today while many attended uh they, they'll go to church and things like that ganja smokers and weed smokers around the world we are celebrating our own little sanctuaries of our own we love the wake and bake we love sitting on our porch <laughs> with our harmonicas like whatever is floating our our boat and i just i just like that these are some successful stoners in history definitely and that they've just they're just about it they're just here for it you know what i am here for though munchie of the week munchie of the week <laughs> now i did tell you i wasn't super excited about this munchie so I will preference it with this. I'll let you see it. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear this wrapper. It is a, it's a uh, Korean seed stick. It's just, it's called an energy snack. Um, no artificial color, no preservatives, no MSG in case I was worried about that, even though MSG is fucking good tasting. Um, Where did I you get this? Um, I shop at like kind of crazy places sometimes. I'll, I think I don't even know if this was Whole Foods or if this was I think I actually went to the Korean market and got this. Um, okay, so this is what it looks like. It, it looks like one. It looks like a blunt, actually. Like I want to <laughs> smoke this. Um, it's kind of crispy on the outside. What is that? How do I describe this? It looks like a wafer. I don't know. It looks like a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> How do I describe this? Waves? I don't know. Bees like I got I just like look. It's a blunt. Okay. Um. Hmm. Where are the seeds at? <laughs> I think they're in. Oh, I'm going to break it open. I think they're in a paste. Is it salty or sweet? Can we start it's, there? It's a little. It's a little. It tastes. Hmm. <laughs> it tastes like. It tastes like. um Mochi. Have you ever had mochi? Mochi ice cream. <laughs> He's like, no. no. Um. It's like a subtle sweetness. It's like, it's almost like hazelnut a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I think, see inside there? I think that the seeds were ground into a paste. And yeah, for sure. So that would have been helpful to know. Um, what kind of seeds are they? Mm, well, the packaging is, is not, I can't read the packaging, but if you see the picture on here, it looks like all kinds of seeds. So it's like sesame seeds and okay. like all kinds of different little seeds it's actually not bad um it's not what i was expecting i thought the seeds were going to be on the outside like more whole yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so um i do like the outside more than more than i was expecting though <laughs> um um yeah it's it's an interesting let me hit that let me hit my pen again that's um is that outside thing sweet or is that normal is it weird what is it it's i really wish i could describe this yeah it's like a it's like a wafer um but why did they ground these seeds down <laughs> why like i can taste i feel like i have seeds stuck in the back of my but i don't um That's weird so okay so here it is it's brown rice sweet rice or sorry seeds no i'm on the wrong snack okay it is not those things um okay it's <laughs> it's pine nuts sunflower seeds brown rice crunch and sweet rice seeds and barley oh. yeah so yeah. it's a bunch of fucking seeds 
all mashed up together into a paste. Man, that is just this. This feels like something you would eat or make if you didn't have anything else but seeds. Like if you're like, what do I do with seeds? And you're like, I'll mash them up. I'll mash them into a a paste. Got all this leftover stuff, and we can't just waste it. We got to make it edible. So we're gonna make it into some weird peanut butter. Like. This would be okay if I didn't know other food existed. <laughs> like, if I didn't know there was other options. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if I didn't know there were oh, sour cream and cheddar chips, I'd eat this. I found them. I found them on Amazon. Of course, Bezos has it. All right, there you go. Have a look at these babies. They're... <sighs> They're they're crisp rolls. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, brown rice, pearl barley, buckwheat, mung beans, speckled kidney beans, black soybeans, oatmeal. Oh yeah, this is why it tastes like this. Oh they look like them fancy straws that come in a tin <laughs> that you get at the grocery. Oh, yeah. Except uh, healthy yeah. ones. So, like, yeah. that would like, deter me. I'd be like, ooh, the yeah. packaging's green and it doesn't have yeah. anything um, like I'm, peppermint striped. I'm not sure if I want to eat this. I really thought that there was going to be seeds in there. And I like seeds. I like to throw sesame seeds on everything. Um, eggs, popcorn. Like, I just like sesame seeds. I mm-hmm. just think they're fun. And so <laughs> I thought it was just going to be, like, a seed bar. Not, mm. well, I'm, you know, I rarely do this. I'm going to give this two thumbs down. Um Ooh, I never give it two thumbs down. Oh, man, because it's got a five-star review on Amazon. This girl said it's the best thing that's ever happened to her in her 19 years on this earth. Yep, yep, yep. I see this. I see the the top (laughs) review. So it's like bomb AF. And (laughs) the thing is, if you look at the reviews, people are saying about how I'm going to keep eating it because it's it's now (laughs) enticed me because people keep talking about how it's a great energy snack. And so I'm hoping that I'm just going to get a boost of energy to counteract (laughs) this weed, this weed sleepy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The person who said it tastes good on Amazon only gave it three stars. If it tastes good, why would you give it three stars? Because <laughs> they meant it like you said it, man. If I didn't know food existed, I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's. Mm, I just don't know. Like, you could, ab- <laughs> you could give this to kids because they don't know food yet, and they would eat it. And they would be like. Oh man, it's, just, it's these grains. It's just all. It's a lot of grains in here. Like you're super perplexed by it. It's fun to watch you eat it. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't get it. Um, while I'm trying to parcel that out, B, let's head on over to fact or fiction. Yes, this is fun. I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something, and you're gonna tell me whether it's fact or fiction. Okay. Okay. Former President Bill Clinton, since we were just talking about old Billy and other presidents, while in office, once lost his nuclear credentials. Oh. Oh, he was a troublemaker. (laughs) Is that? I like that that's how the people are thinking of, of, of Bill Clinton. She's like, oh, no, he was a troublemaker. He was a troublemaker. And he did not have his priorities on the nation 
<laughs> I mean, he, yeah, I mean, it's enticing. Distractions. He was distracted. So was he so distracted that someone would have taken away his weapon rights? <laughs> I like to think that in your mind, you're like, was Monica Lewinsky so distracting that they were like, come on, Bill, give me those new codes. You don't trust you. You're, you are you are deeply, deeply pussy whipped right now. Yeah, and... like we see the tail that's walking around right now. You can't <laughs> handle these codes, man. <laughs> that's where I'm going, man. I'm gonna go with true. Yes, this is true. He was he's a bad boy. He got it taken. <laughs> it is true. Oh. It is true. It's not for the reason you said, but I like your reason better. I think I love your reason better. Like, yes, he was a bad boy. He was distracted. Boom. That's why they took his coats away from him. Oh, like you can't play nice, Mr. President. Uh, uh, uh. When your when your hormones calm down, yeah, we'll give them back to you. We'll give them yeah, back. Yeah, like you. you're acting like a twelve year old boy right now. You can't <laughs> handle this. So, according to General Hugh Shelton, who was the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff from uh, 1997 to 2001, the number of redundancies in the nuclear launch process, he said, was staggering. He said, all the steps are dependent on one vital element that without it, there can't be a launch. And that element is the president's authorization code. And it's supposed to remain in close proximity to the president at all times. It is carried by one of the five military aides that's with him. It's supposed they all represent each branch of the military. And the codes are on a card that they call biscuit and is carried in the football, which is the briefcase. They use a lot of code words. Um, these, these change every year or so. And so, um, and that's known as the president's emergency satchel. And so apparently around 2000, he said a member of the department within the Pentagon that's responsible for, you know, all these pieces for the nuclear code process, it was dispatched to the White House physically to look at the codes. They wanted to see the codes. They were like, we need to see the codes, Mr. President to look at them they do this every 30 days someone from the pentagon goes to the white house every 30 days and says open that fucking briefcase let me see those codes okay they're still very good okay um (laughs) and so the person who they came to um was an aide and told and said you know they were aide to mr president and they're like yep he's got the codes and they were like but he can't be he's can't be disturbed he's in a meeting Okay. And they're like, all right, that's, that's fine. And they went away and they came back next month and he was like, nope, nope. And he's like, okay, they come back another month and they're like, okay, we really need to see these codes. And the fourth month that aid was on vacation and another official was there and he was like, yeah, sure. The codes. And they're like, no, no, no. You guys have told us like five times that these codes are here and we need to see them. And the thing is, the comedy of errors went on without President Clinton knowing what was going on. He didn't they didn't know that the aide had no idea where the old codes were because they had been missing for months on end and the president never had them. So all the time they were in that briefcase, there was nothing in there. No one was smart enough just to ask him, like, hey, man, your, your aide don't know shit. Where's well, your shit, it man? Was, it wasn't that. The, so the aide was, like, pretending, like, oh, he's in a meeting. He can't. Oh, I, I saw them yesterday. Yes. And so the aide was bullshitting because uh-uh. the aide lost, lost the codes. And then the aide went on vacation when they were set to come look at the codes again. And they realized, oh, shit. 
you've been walking around looking like a fool for months with no codes. Oh my gosh. Like where could mm-hmm. the codes have went? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't fucking go where they were supposed to. Like where could they possibly gone? I mean <laughs> Who has me, the paper with the code written on it? Who has the right codes now? from two thousand yeah, who has the codes from like when Clinton was president during those four months? Because like where did they go? That's what I want to know. I wonder if it, I, I bet it's something so stupid. I bet if we could follow this dumb piece of paper. I bet it just flipped out of the briefcase one time no one noticed and it just got picked up and put in the trash you keep saying 2000 but clinton wasn't the president in 2000 this is when the the biography this guy who worked for him wrote it and so it wasn't revealed until 2000 that that Uh, happened now i get Mm -hmm. it okay yeah because i'm assuming he couldn't talk about working for the president until a certain amount of years had passed got it and so, yeah, in in that book, he was like, "Yep, this is what this is what happened." Um, that's scary, though. That's scary. Still, like sitting in someone's paperwork somewhere, like it's got to uh, be. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario. <gasps> did um, he sell it? it? Maybe oh, a spy took it. Did he sell it to another bad guy? Oh man, so many that conspiracies. Seem like Billy. Billy seems, I know he's a bad guy. But I don't ah. think he's that bad. I think he's just a horny bad guy, which is a lot of politicians here in DC. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I just like to think that it's lost, and they're just that incompetent that someone. Oh just, man, you know that could be accurate. I, I'm jaded because I'm here in DC, and so I see how things work. All the bullshit. And I'm like, oh, that piece of paper flew out a window. Someone just fucking stepped on it and kept going. Oh That's yeah, all. they kept they shredded it on accident <laughs> or something. Hit the shredder. Oh. Well, thank you for joining me for talking about these, I guess, famous stoners and high historians today. I had a blast, as usual, Be, Can you let our stoner lights know where they can find you around the web? Yeah, you can find us um, out on our Facebook page, A Wavy Flower Company. Also on Instagram, wavy.flower.company. And we have a website where you can get everything wavy, seeds, shirts, all the good stuff at www.wavyflowercompany.com. Yay. Thanks, B. And guys, you know where you can find us on the web. We pretty much live, breathe, and meme on Instagram. We are there at Stoned in Social, like rock and roll. You can also send us an email at stonedinsocial at gmail.com, but I cannot promise it will not go to the spam folder. We will be here the same time, same place next week, hopefully with even more weed and more laughs for you guys. Don't forget, namaste stone. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.